Howdy there, folks. You're listening to another exciting episode of You're Not My Father. Coming to you not so live from our studios here in Anchorage, Alaska. Get ready. I'm a podcast superstar. Bien, bien, dos, my amigos, amigas. Welcome back to another episode of You're Not My Father. Today we are going to get a little serious um, for a couple of different reasons. And hopefully this is won't be depressing. But uh, first I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who's listening to the show. Uh, you're a fan of the show. We're a fan of you. Um, we love you. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Um, you know, being a father for me has changed my perception on quite a bit of things, not just as a uh, father to my kids, but also as, you know, the, the son to my parents as well. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have worked for a very great family um, over the past several years. And yeah, I've, <laughs> as I've gotten older, um, I just have to laugh, you know, I've, I probably say this too often, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that learns from other people's mistakes in a lot of ways. At one point I wasn't that way. I was very much like, uh, my son Conan, who <laughs> is going to learn the hard way just about every single time. But as I grew older, I started to realize that, you know, my dad knew what he was talking about, you know, and other people in my life, like my stepmother and grandmother and other stuff. I like to think that I'm, <laughs> I have to laugh at myself, um, that I'm not a really quick learner, so to speak. Um, but I'm a deep learner. And I think the, how I could explain that is I may not understand the thought or the process immediately, but I will slow <laughs> slowly digest it like a sarlacc over a long period of time, probably far longer of a period than most people would probably think. And so it probably gives me the, uh, the idea of, or the other people, the impression that I'm intelligent or beyond that. Um, and I'm not, I really feel like quite often I'm, I'm fairly stupid in a lot of ways, <laughs> deficient. Um, but that's okay. That's kind of like that whole imposter syndrome that, uh, you may or may not have heard of that, you know, I'm not worthy of, you know, where I'm at and that type of thing. So it's, it's something I struggle with and I still struggle with today, but, um, you know, I, I, uh, I slowly digest wisdom that I've heard over the years in conversations and whatnot. And, um, so my boss's father, um, I wasn't really good friends with him. He passed away um, here recently. Um, but I got to know him and his wife. You know, they retired from the business right about the time I started there. And I, I would do freelance IT support for them, you know, after hours and whatnot. And uh, IT support for personal people can be a bit of a different kind of beast, so to speak, than a... Uh, business IT, you know, you might be there for a long period of time. You might, um, 
have these long conversations and you might get to, to know each other a lot more than probably what you would normally think. And that's exactly what happened. We, uh, we got to know each other. Well, <laughs> I'll let laugh at that. Um, I got to know him, um, you know, understanding people and, you know, some people like him, you know, it was just another day for him, another day, another dollar, that type of thing. Um, but for me, you know, it, you know, those days and those conversations meant more to me than, you know, kind of like some of the conversations I have with my dad or, or other people that are older than me that, uh, you know, it sounds like a casual conversation. Yeah. No big deal. Whatever. You know, just spouting off wisdom. But it's that that elder wisdom that, you know, really kind of sinks in with me. May not happen right away. But uh, I'm always replaying past events in my head. Uh, strength or weakness? I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. But um, I, I learned a lot from him in those situations. And so with his passing... Um, you know, I got to see from multiple different angles, how it affected his family and his daughter who runs the company and, you know, where we're at. And, you know, she's always been more than just a boss, you know, really kind of a, a close friend and in, in a boss way. And we'd have frank conversations about, you know, the, the issues and struggles that she would have to deal with. And, Part of it makes me uh, curious if that's going to happen in my life, whether or not my dad and my family are going to go through the same things. And you kind of think, you know, well, it's probably inevitable, you know, because a lot of these issues are end of life type of issues and and whatnot. And um, it, it's something that we all kind of have to deal with. So, you know, she would tell me that, you know, you need to have a plan. You need to have it figured out. You need to know what's going on. Um, and then would tell me, you know, I wouldn't say horror stories, but, you know, things where, you know, she thought that her parents had these things planned out. She thought that, you know, everything was taken care of. And honestly, most people don't have that type of thing taken care of. And um, he wasn't an exception to that either. Um, he had a couple policies here and there, but nothing to the level, you know, that would take care of him the way that he needed to without being a huge financial burden on his family. And, um, it's, it's made me think, um, so <laughs> I just, I don't know, sometimes I get nervous and I laugh, but, um, it's not really a laughing matter. But yeah, it makes you think, makes me think, makes me think quite a bit. You know, what, uh, what is my dad going to do? What am I going to do? And, you know, how does that look moving forward? Um, and even more questions, you know, what should I be doing now so that my children don't have to worry about this? And if my kids are ever <laughs> going to listen to this, I just want you to know that, uh, you know, how much I love you and, you know, while I may seem like um, I'm not trying to immensely take care of you, which you shouldn't think that because you should know 
that I do. But if for whatever reason you don't think I'm not trying to take care of you, I don't think about you. Uh, it's not the case. Um, so I guess today's episode is more about being prepared for being that father. And, and in a way, you're, you're the son. You know, I hear that being, uh, being the son or, or daughter to your parents once they get older, it's almost like a role reversal. You know, your parents become the kids, and then you become the adult, and then you have to take care of them. And, um, you know, you should have a, a plan for that. You know, especially if you respect your parents and you love them enough to want to take care of them. Um, you know, and I get it. You know, you might not physically be able to or may not be in a place to do it either physically or, or financially. Um, but if there's something that you can do, obviously you should do it. Um, you know, fading out into obscurity, I guess. I don't know if that's a polite way to put it. Um, it, it isn't a good thing for anybody. It makes me think of that song, um, Cats in the Cradle. Um, I think that's Cat Stevens, I guess. Um, you know, where you know he's asking, the son's asking his father, when's he coming home? He says, you know, I don't know, but we'll get together then. And then towards the end of the song, there's the uh, role reversal that, you know, this father's asking the son, you know, when are, when are we going to get together? You know, he's, he's got his own son and he's got his own responsibilities and, you know, he's, he doesn't quite know. And, um, and that song's always resonated with me probably more than any other song out there when it comes to family and, and love is, um, you know, my father was always busy working um, he was out, he was away, he was doing things. And, um, you know, I still looked up to my father immensely. Um, you know, he was, he was amazing to me growing up and, you know, he still is. And, um, you know, he was, he was hardly ever there. Um, so a lot of what he said, you know, I had to kind of process and take, <laughs> you know, reread letters and, you know, just kind of do with what I had. And, um, nowadays, you know, I live, you know, 5,000 some odd miles away from him. I've got my family and, you know, I'm busy doing my family stuff and, you know, he, he wants to be closer to us, but, you know, he can't be and things being what they are, I can't either. And so, it's a bit of a challenge. So, you know, we talk about being a, a father and, and what that means. And sometimes, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a bit more involved in that, you know, it's a, it's a bit more complex. And, uh, so yeah, this is, <laughs> I think about laughing and I laugh. Um, but you know, it's, it truly is. A, it's a, it's a serious subject. Um, and what can you do? And I guess, you know, shooting from the hip, you know, making sure that, um, that your parents 
share with you what their plans are and, you know, kind of open up the books, if you will, as to, you know, what their debt is, you know, what policies they have and what they cover, you know, and, and having copies and notifications of that type of stuff. That way, in case something happens, you know, you can, you can move forward because, you know, if something does happen, it, it's going to be a sucker punch. It's going to be hit to the gun, whether you expect it or not. And, um, it will really help to not have to think to be just, I'm going to look at a piece of paper and that's what I've got. So on the same token, you know, doing what you can do for your kids is to make sure you have a will in place, you know, and update it kind of fairly regularly and keep it in a safe spot and make sure that some people know that you have one and that your kids are included in it and, whatnot and it sounds <laughs> it sounds it sounds kind of silly you know um depending on your age you know if you're you know my mid-40s which to me <laughs> sounds ludicrous um but you know on paper that's what i am um not some highlander or vampire or marvel god or whatever i'm just a Plain old immortal man. Immortal. There we go. <laughs> I'm a plain mortal man. Um, that's just what I am. Um, so anyway, you, you've got to you've got to do that. And, and with us being in whatever this pandemic is, um, you know, and the world being a changing place in a different world than probably what you woke up to several years ago, you know, some people die at younger ages, um, from a disease or an accident or whatever. Not that the accidents have changed and, you know, it's just, it, it probably has given people more cause to think cause pause to think that, um, you know, we're the great words of sting, um, how fragile we are. It's true. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter what age we're at. So get a will, get it done. Make sure it's looked over by an attorney. Um, make sure that, you know, your next kin and your kids are taken care of as much as possible. Um, you know, get your stuff together financially. Make sure that you've, you've got something, you know even if it's just an insurance policy, but, um, you know, have that stuff taken care of, you know, if you're Ted, you're not going to care, but the people that you care about will be alive still and they'll need something. Uh, my wife's family, um, her mother and father, you know, they passed away at an early age and things got scrambled up quite a bit. She ended up living with her aunt, but you know, there was other things financially that went on, and I don't know if it really made a difference for them. Um, yeah, thankfully that they had family that they could, they could go live with, but um, yeah. So do that. Do that same process for you, and then walk it over to your parents and, and ask them, do they have something similar? Do they have some kind of health care type of thing or 
um, more to the point, you know, if they become medically unsound and need some kind of um, long-term care, you know, 24-7 care, do they have anything that would accommodate for that? Um, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I've never dealt with death very well. Um, I'm going to go to that funeral this week. Um, normally I, I, honestly, I was scared of funerals. I was scared of visiting friends in hospitals. Um, the thought of looking at, in the face of mortality, um, from a sickness or death perspective has always kind of freaked me out. Um, I wouldn't say I fell apart, but I just, you know, <laughs> when you go back to bed and pull the covers up over my head and, you know, kind of dream it away or go to sleep and wake up and hopefully it was a, it was a dream or a nightmare. Um, but that, that doesn't happen. Um, and I missed funerals for a lot of people that I loved. Not many. Our family wasn't that big, but there were plenty of incidences where I just chickened out and just, I didn't do it. I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. And um, looking back, I really wish I did. You know, and everybody grieves differently. You know, it's something that people say. And um, I definitely do. I didn't know my grandmother, but I knew my grandmother really well and um, whenever we're in Pensacola you know nowadays um, I try to go visit my uh, grandmother and my grandfather's grave in uh, Brancus National Cemetery there on the Pensacola Naval, Naval Air Station and it's it's rough it's hard um I got some pictures of my kids holding on to the tombstone because that's really the only way that they can kind of interact with what they were. And uh, it made me cry. It kind of makes me want to cry now. Um, but, I, but I know whatever whatever soul or spirit they had you know it's not there anymore it's somewhere else and so in dealing with with death for me i don't like to think that they're anywhere or everywhere you know kind of all at once that um the ignorant part of me you know or the the part that has a lot of faith and that process is that, um, you know, I could talk to them anytime and that they would hear me and that they would understand my thoughts and my words. And, you know, we'd have some kind of discourse and closure of, you know, why, what, and everything else. And that, that they would truly feel, you know, 
me missing them in my life. And then also the love that I had for them. You know, the good times and the fun. And that I still think about them. All these years later, um, whenever most people probably won't or don't or can't or, or will, I do. That's just <laughs> that stupid part of me, you know, I'm slow to process things and digest them. And, you know, there it is. So I, I want you to do some homework. I want you to take this, whatever you got out of this episode and, um, slowly chew on it, digest it, you know, think about it from time to time until you can accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish. I'm not going to say that I've done everything 100% and, you know, I've got it all on lockdown. Um, I do have, I do have my will and my wife too. And, um, I think it's in a pretty good place, but we need to, we need to revisit it and make sure that, you know, weird things haven't happened or changed that we need to address. Um, it comes to my dad's side of things. Um, yeah, I really need to figure out, you know, what, what's going on with him and, you know, exactly, you know, if he's willing to share what's going on that way I can prepare accordingly. And I think he will. Um, but I, I just, I need to know. You know. He's, he tells me every once in a while, you know, what he wants and, you know, there it is. But, um, I need to take care of my stepmother once he's gone. And, um, you know, she's, she's lost a lot. We've lost a lot over the years. I mean, even just recently. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. <laughs> I still don't even know how to deal with it. I think there's people out there that are way smarter than me, more emotionally mature that can deal with it in a better way. Or, or maybe they're not. And maybe they just inherently have that, that way to, to do that. Um, certainly something I'm lacking. I'll, I'll confess, I just don't have that. But I don't want to make this a depressing episode. Um, not at all. Not at all. I want you to love the people that you love. Celebrate their life um, when they're gone. But be a part of their life before they're gone. Um and sometimes that's easier said than done, but it's something that you, you really should do because what's, what's the end game? You know, if you don't spend time with them and they pass away and you just tell yourself, I wish I could have spent more time with them. Um, you know, it's going to happen eventually either you or them. So what's the excuse? Just do it. And if you, you're not, you know, you've only got yourself to blame. 
So blame yourself now and get off your butt and go hang out with them and enjoy yourselves. Have a beer or not have a beer. Have a soda. Kick back. Relax. Um, quality time is an illusion. Any time with somebody is quality time. Um, unless maybe you're in jail. <laughs> Hopefully, let's hope that that's not that or some other horrible thing. Um, you know, do what it is that you want to do with the time that you've got. Because life is fleeting. You know, you wake up, you know, it seems only like a handful of years. And, you know, for me, like, my daughter's 11. I'm like, how did that happen? Um, and I try to spend as much time with my son as possible and do the things that I can with him as a kid because it's going to be over fairly shortly. You'll be a teenager like her and, you know, they're moving on in their life. And, um, so do what you do, what you can with the people that you love whenever you can, however you can get it all, get every bit of it. Drink until your, your cup is overflowing. <laughs> and how can you, how can you tell yourself that you didn't drink enough whenever you literally couldn't hold anymore? Um, I'll quote a, a line, my favorite line from probably any movie. Um, I won't name the movie just yet, but I'll, it'll say, um, the line was, I didn't know how empty my heart was until it was filled. And that's a line from Excalibur. That's, uh, King Arthur talking. And sometimes, uh, I think in my life, you know, I don't know how empty my heart's been this whole time until it was filled. Or, you know, for me, now, having kids and a wonderful family and wife, um, if there's ever a little part of my heart that's not filled, jeez, man, I notice it. I mean, I really do. It's just like, there's a problem. <laughs> So do it. And I don't know how much more I can beat into your brain. <laughs> I don't know how, uh, how much more ways I can say it. Just get in there and um, love each other. You know, enjoy each other's time. Love is unique to each of us. But uh, make sure that they know that you, val you value them. And I think that's it for today. Um, you know, next week, um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, probably a little recap of some of the other things that have gone on in our upcoming vacation. And um, I encourage you, if you've got your time, if you've got time to book a vacation, book it. Do it. Get on a vacation. You deserve it. I don't care if you stayed at home during the whole pandemic. You need to get out of that house and enjoy some life. You can always get back to work, but go out there and enjoy it. You need to do it. I need to do it. Jeez, do I ever. So for everybody here at You're Not My Father, like I said, 
If you're a fan of us, we're a fan of you. Take care.